Welcome to the Super Immigrant Podcast. The subject of this episode is the Great Bob. What makes a super immigrant? I keep defining this in every episode because it's very important that you understand it to be a super immigrant. To be a super immigrant, that means you migrated, left your homeland to accomplish something for humanity. Second, you never relied on any public help from the new country. Please don't forget to make small donations in support of this podcast. And thank you all who already made donations. It's really important that you support me to keep this podcast going. Now, this story is about a guy that has or had, still have, yeah, he has a big impact on my life and drove me to accomplish things. His name was Bob, Robert. And you know what? He told me his last name. He's an Italian guy. I don't know, first, second, third generation, I have no idea. But I know his name is for sure is Bob. When I tell you about Bob, it puts tears in my eyes, really. I like to call him the great Bob. Yes, the great Bob. So one day my brother asked me to move out of his apartment after three months. He claimed uh, it was too small for three people, his wife, him, and I. Do you believe this? My brother, this guy, lived in a family with 10 people sleep on one room on the floor. And now it's too much for three people. An apartment is too tight for three people. Only in America. I remember every night, my mom, before sunset, she starts spreading these fancy mattresses. It's not really fancy. I'm just kidding. Nothing fancy, nothing was fancy about them. They were about maybe inch or two inches thick. She spread them on the floor, one after another, one next to other, and one of us after another has that to sleep on. How soon people forget where they came from? And that's not really a good thing for an immigrant. Immigrants should never forget what they had before they came, what they had in their homeland before they came to a foreign country, which I did. Anyway, my brother and I found a room one block down the street from his apartment, close the, closer to campus. We met the owner. I remember the owner was a heavy smoker and dimples in his all over his face. He must have had uh, some kind of childhood disease. He was a quiet but and very nice guy. I will tell you later about this house owner. I, what I found out that he was a gay guy that was in the early 70s. I have nothing against gays or anything. He took us upstairs of his house. It's a, you know, nice thing was Victorian house. It was, you know, built of red brick from the outside. Walked in the room. The room was finished. Take this. The couches were red and all the walls were red. Red, bright, red colors. I mean, hot red. But for me, at that time, I didn't think much about it. Until one time, two years later... You see, I was so freaking naive or stupid. I bought a girlfriend, not a really girlfriend, but a girlfriend that I had met on campus. When she walked in, the first thing she said, oh, uh, do you live in a whorehouse? What? It never crossed my mind. <laughs> anyway, let me, let me go back to my today's story. So my brother negotiated to pay $50 a month. And those $50 wasn't cheap for uh, a guy who only had $300, you know. I have $300, okay, $300, and I can pay $50 for a while to make it through school. It's very sad. 
I guess it made me live a few, few months, right? Anyway, the owner lived downstairs on the first floor of the house. And upstairs, there was a grad student. I think he was from South Carolina, studying Latin. He was a nice guy. We'll, we'll talk about him in a different episode. And there was one uh, next to my room, there was a tall guy. I never talked to him, actually. He never said hi. He was in his room. I th- he never introduced himself. I think he used to work at night, sleep most of the day. It was a strange guy, but he never bothered me or bothered anybody. But I didn't have a good feeling about him. I, I just stayed away from him. <laughs> then there was Bob. Yes, Bob, the greatest Bob I have ever met. His room was next to my room on the other side closer between the kitchen uh, and me, that was Bob's room. The grad student's room was further down behind the kitchen uh, next to the shower and bathroom. Well, I will tell you about this grad student later in different episodes too, because it's very important. Now, Bob, in the kitchen was a dining table, a square, small one, uh, with three chairs around it. It was against the wall, I have three chairs. If Bob wasn't in his room, he was in the kitchen, sitting at the kitchen table, smoking, having a cigarette, or eating some grapes. But at that time, I didn't know that smoking was damaging to your lungs. Everybody smoked around you. I didn't smoke. I'm sure I inhaled a huge volume of smokes just sitting next to Bob. So why I'm talking about Bob? Because Bob, to me, was or is. I have no idea if he is alive or not. I don't think so. The unfortunate thing, Bob was not living the life I think he deserved. I think Bob that time was in his 50s or late 40s, but I think it was 50s. I was in just 20 years old. Bob is the ideal American for an immigrant to have. Yes, let me say that again. Bob is the ideal American for any immigrant to have. He was an Italian-American. I'm not sure what generation. He lost most of his teeth, you know, and I don't want to discuss you. But I didn't care. At that, Bob didn't have a car. I'm not sure how he made it to buy food. I really didn't ask. But listen, this is a sad story an immigrant is going to tell you. Because the impact on my life, Bob's impact on my life was so humongous. It shouldn't happen to a good man like Bob. When he used to come to the house with food... Like grapefruit, I remember, soup. He ate mostly grapefruit or soup. He puts it on the kitchen table and always invite me and say, eat. He always shared his, what he had, he wanted to share with me. He always wanted to share his grapefruit. Amazing. He used to cook for himself, not much, maybe eggs, not much. Maybe eggs, soup, simple things. I never cooked in that kitchen, by the way. I always ate at the cafeteria on campus or McDonald's or, you know, Burger King. Bob, he had a heart to invite and share his grapes, whatever it is, with a young immigrant student. One thing Bob said to me, because I was, it's just, I never forget, you are so skinny you could walk between raindrops. Yes, I came to this country was so skinny. I was that skinny immigrant. Imagine it. And I think most wow, immigrants relate to that. They come here skinny. Then after a few months, they get so fat, eating all that hamburgers and hot dogs. Anyway, Bob told me he was a bus driver. He was, I mean, he didn't work at that time, but he used to. I really didn't know. I didn't ask what he did before he came and lived 
next to campus in that house. So one day, he told me that he's going to a hospital to get his leg amputated. Listen to me. He One day, I walked in the kitchen, and he tells me that he's going to the hospital to get his leg amputated. At that time, I was so young, I didn't think much about it. I really didn't have feeling then. I was so selfish. I only cared about myself, my survival. I will continue this episode, this story of Bob in my next episode. I'm asking for your support to keep this podcast going. Please don't hesitate to make any donation. Be membership. It is really going to be a good super immigrant story that every immigrant or immigrant first, second generation should listen to. And as always, remember to cherish your freedom and never give up.